What's up, everyone? This is Chris the Heat Matthews, the host of the WrestleGeddon podcast. And I want to tell you about Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast, and they give you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. All right, the queen has been dethroned. Jack Hager starts being stops being a bitch and steps up to Cody and vote for Zicky Dice as mayor of NWA's Carneyland. I'm Garrett G. Money Mun. This is we're joined with Chris the Heat Matthews because goddamn it, I can't speak. And we're always here with the Tennessee Jesus, Carl Crossland. And this is episode 46 of the Wrestle Get In podcast. Oh, yeah! New WCW Smash and Slam What you gonna do, brother? New WWF figures got the power. Dad, isn't it It's only been ten minutes. It's been four hours. What's up with that? Oh my god! Hey yo. You want to redo, buddy? No, I don't want to redo, buddy. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Fuck up for what makes the show good. We aren't perfect around here. If we were perfect, <laughs> we would be the Rock Dwayne Johnson. That's who we would be. That's a perfect, perfect <laughs> specimen right there. <laughs> I like it. So what's going on, everyone? What's going on? I don't want no redos. Fuck this shit. Looks <laughs> <laughs> right. like somebody's been taking a ride on old splash. Oh yeah, <laughs> longest the ride, longest ride, wettest ride. ride. Woo! Oh man, and I'm the one that's been drinking tonight. Like, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> uh. Oh, welcome everybody to another edition of the Wrestle Getting Podcast. We are here once again, another fun-filled week of Wrestle Talk. We're coming to you streaming from the Bright Rose Event Studios. So be sure to follow us on Instagram at Wrestle Getting Pod with two D's. Twitter, Russell Get Pod with 1D, and Facebook.com slash Russell Get Pod, also with 1D because Facebook and Twitter can only handle 1D. Uh, you can also find us as part, as on, yeah, and I said I've been drinking. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. You can find us on YouTube as part of the Russell Hub Network. So check that out. Um, all right. So, what's going on, fellas? Man. Not much. Wait for this pay-per-view this weekend. I know. We just we come out of In Your House, and we go right into the freaking backlash. Yep. So, I think that's, that's something else. I'm thinking I'm going to throw a Twitter poll up for uh, next week's and uh, ask what the uh, general consensus is about how many events WWE does. I think it's going to be there's too many. <laughs> Right, I think I think that's the general consensus. Right, because it's what Cause I think... backlash is this weekend, and then Fighter yeah. Fest starts. Is it start Wednesday? Does it start this Wednesday? 
No, it's um July. Okay. So it's the first and second week of July. But I'm talking just WWE. WWE runs too many events. Well, I know that. I'm just saying, like, I thought that yeah. Fighter Fest was like this coming up week. So oh, like a fuck ton of no, no, it's right. beginning of July. Gotcha. But NXT is usually like a lot better. So. Yeah. Well, the biggest thing with NXT is they don't <laughs> run them like every two weeks or like once a month or they run like whatever. every it's two months or so. Yeah. So yeah. that gives NXT. NXT has more time to develop their storylines, you know, get stuff in gear, like build up more hype for it. Where the main roster shows are like, okay, well, these guys just wrestled this week. So we're going to have them wrestle again on Raw. Then we're going to have a wrestle again, you know, in two weeks at the pay per view. And it happens, it's like a continuous cycle. So I don't get like, like, do we really need to see Edge versus Orton in the greatest wrestling match ever? Damn it, we do. I like Edge and I like Orton, Chris. <laughs> don't fucking rain on my I'm just saying, because that, that last man standing match was good. It'd be a bit too long, but it was good. And I think that should have been, you know, the swan song of Edge Norton. But instead, we're getting, you know, a straight-up wrestling match between the two of them, which, like, you're going to sit there and compare it with something like Savage and Steamboat from WrestleMania three, in the conversation of greatest wrestling matches ever? Eh-eh. Nope. You haven't seen the match, it, right, man? Yeah, it ain't going to be anywhere near that caliber. So. <laughs> I like Edge. I like Orton as a, you know, I don't like Orton's character overall, but in-ring performer, I think he's great, but it's not going to be the greatest wrestling match ever. I don't know, man. We'll have to see. <laughs> but I do like Edge's tweets with him like, you know, this is the greatest cup of coffee I've ever made. <laughs> <laughs> he's been doing it like all week. I love it. <laughs> the greatest bedtime story I've ever read. I, th- I think they're just trying to troll people with the greatest match ever. I don't think, yeah. like, I mean, it, they probably do a good match, but I don't think they are planning on it actually being the greatest match ever. Yeah, I mean, I have no doubts it's going to be good. It's going to be entertaining. It's just not the, not the greatest. It's the greatest, greatest. Anything would be better than Money in the Bank, so. Just trying to get that bad taste out of my mouth. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, because Cole and Dream didn't really do that much. Oh, man. We'll no, get that no, later, though. Dexter Loomis did all the action. <laughs> Dexter Loomis and Velveteen Dream coming out dressed like Negan. That was fucking amazing. It was. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, like we talked about last week, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash WrestleGettingPod with 1D. Go ahead and check that out. We do all kinds of different discussions and stuff on there. Um, last week, we had posted, I'd mentioned it kind of in passing. We didn't talk too much about it. Um, but we had asked our our um, fans, I guess we can call you guys fans, uh, who the greatest McIntyre is. Reba or Drew? And if you said anything but Reba <laughs> McIntyre, you're fucking lying to yourself. 
the outpouring response of Reba McIntyre being better than Drew McIntyre was <laughs> fucking great. Freaking amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Long time wrestling fans are coming out. Yeah, Reba. <laughs> like, it's like there wasn't, well, that was there wasn't even a thought. It was like, Reba. <laughs> I've asked my wife who the better McIntyre was. She goes, Reba. <laughs> oh, so maybe that's what WWE needs. Maybe they need Reba. Reba for women's champ. That's what I'm, that's what I'm pushing for. Uh, hey. Well, she wouldn't have to wrestle, but hell, she'd be getting like commentary or like a Oh, come on. You're killing my dream of Reba versus Charlotte. <laughs> Reba versus Charlotte. I mean, because literally, that's who she's going to wrestle. Yep. Is that like? Hey, if she comes out, if she if she comes out to uh, one chance, fancy, don't let me down. <laughs> then... <laughs> oh, oh man! Now nah, the only thing that she needs to come out to is the Reba TV show theme song. Nothing else. Oh man! <laughs> so that's the kind of fun stuff that you're that you're getting on our Facebook page. Um, that and some pretty cool memes. Um, we posted one earlier this week, uh, pertaining to Charlotte Flair. It's it's a pretty cool meme. It's a play on um, Ric Flair, Space Mountain. So basically, it's Charlotte Flair and Splash Mountain. Go to the Facebook page or the Twitter and definitely check it out. I guarantee you're gonna laugh your ass off. So, but it's a uh, it's great. Good stuff right there. Oh. Uh, let's see. I don't have anything else for follow-up from last week. You guys got anything? I didn't think of. Uh, not except for like in your house and stuff, which we're going to get into later. Yep, yep, yep. That's actually uh, first on the list when we get in the ring. Uh, but first, we got some news. So let's jump into the... Uh, Jump into the news. Well, hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing one 900 Right, so the biggest thing that's coming out, like literally, like I was telling you guys before we started recording, like the new segment on here for my notes was completely blank up until like an hour ago. So, um... WWE had put out a statement that, um, well, I'm just reading the statement. Uh, in an effort to streamline our creative writing process for television, we have consolidated both teams from Raw and SmackDown into one group led by Bruce Pritchard. Paul Heyman will concentrate on his role as an in-ring performer. So there's no longer an executive director of Raw or SmackDown. Bruce Pritchard leads up both creative for both shows. Interesting. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, uh, I mean, it's probably good for right I mean, now because going, going off what anyway. they've been showing on both Raw and SmackDown, uh, I don't feel like great about it. Yeah, I, I just think. I think we're going to lose some creative direction with some people. Like, they just started picking up, like, the women's tag team titles. I think we might lose some directive with that. 
and probably a couple other some other talent. So God knows Apollo's probably gonna lose the US title next week. So I don't know, just to be honest, like I haven't seen like too much um direction on either show. So maybe this like maybe you'll help it out a little bit and maybe get rid of some of the writers and stuff that they have that's kind of bogging it down, you know what I mean? Yeah. Let the wrestlers have more creative say in their own gimmicks and stuff well, like that. I think that's the biggest issue with WWE is they don't let the wrestlers have any creative say unless there's someone like a New Day or you know Daniel Bryan or Seth Rollins, someone that's like been a top draw and is bringing in money. Um, like you saw the same with CM Punk. Like he didn't have a whole lot of say over his directive until you know they didn't have a choice but to make him one of the top draws for the company or one of the top talent. And then he had a little bit more control over where he was going with some stuff, not everything. But it was like New Day had to stick to a script until you know they started bringing in money. And it's just like stuff like that is just is uh, crazy. But whereas like you look at AEW, there's no scripted promos in AEW. Like they're actually letting the talent go out there and and talk, which is good for some, not good for others. So, as you can really pick out the ones that don't have the uh, the mic skills right off the bat. But I can see why they're doing it. If you're basically you're running both your shows out of the performance center anyway, there's really not a need to have two two creative teams if the shows are both located in the same spot. I mean, some of the same wrestlers are on, like, Charlotte is on all three programs. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Hey, she was on NXT this week. Surprisingly. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> she was on there during our replays, though, from In Your House. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's enough, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we lost Carl. Man, oh, man. <laughs> All right, um, let's get into uh, Paige had uh, said something that was on a WWE backstage. Um, she was talking about the women's tag team titles where she had said, I feel like the tag team championships haven't been utilized to their full potential considering everyone that's had them. She'll continue to say, I feel like they're not being defended. I don't think they've been used right. They've kind of been thrown under the rug. They're not being taken very serious, seriously. And I just feel like at some point they have to be taken seriously because this is such a big moment for the women's division to have these tag team titles instead of just having one championship. Yeah. I honestly, I, I, I agree. I do her. too. Uh, I mean, I had high hopes. I think we all kind of did. At the beginning when they brought them in, I mean, I know Carl didn't because Carl wishes they had one title for everybody. But uh, no, uh, I think we kind of had high hopes for it at the beginning. And I honestly, sorry to say, I feel like they probably gave them to the two wrong people in a sense, giving them to Bailey and Sasha just for the simple fact of their names. I don't feel like they, I feel like honestly, Bliss and Nikki Cross have done the most with the titles holding them. Than anyone else, but I mean that's I, just me, and I don't even feel like they've done that 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 much. I just feel like the two of them together kind of helped 
make it better. Yeah. I look at that too, and I honestly think that AEW did the right thing as much as I, I think it sucks with the AEW world title by putting it on Jericho over Hangman to establish the title first with a bigger name. And I think they should have done that. I don't think, I actually believe WWE should have did that with Beth and Natty and put the titles on them just to give that that namesake for the titles. Yeah. And I think maybe that would have helped elevate them a little bit and maybe not taken, be taken less like a joke. But then again, it's a tag team title. And we all know how WWE feels about tag team divisions to begin with. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say the men's tag team championship hasn't really done too well as of late. I mean, like you think back to like the past when you had like classic teams like the Hart Foundation and uh, Demolition and Road Warriors and stuff. Like you don't have like WWE, like don't you? We can go off name off all kinds of tag teams in AEW, but like WWE hasn't done a whole lot with their tag team division in probably like the last decade. No, they haven't, because like the SmackDown tag team titles have pretty much hot potatoed between the New Day and the Usos. Yeah, like the last ten years, that, that's what it's been. And, and you don't so get even like, within the last five years, you don't get the classic battles. Like, I mean, if you just think back to like recent history, like the the battles between like Edge and Christian, the Hardy Boys, the Dudleys. You know, you don't get those those matches anymore, really, in WWE. Yeah, like the Raw tag team titles are have become pretty much a joke, unfortunately, because you know the Street Profits are a pretty solid team. I mean, they're great as tag team champions. It's just like, I don't the like crap them. that they're doing with the Viking Raiders isn't isn't entertaining. No. But they sure think it is. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, sure. I don't not have I'm sure it's Vince. Oh, I like the shit. Oh, it's fucking funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> fucking great. I love it. Yeah. I, uh, the street prop. They're I like them in ring. I like their, they have very good mic skill. They're very charismatic, um, especially Montez Ford, who's more, who like I've said before, is the Shawn Michaels of the group. So if they ever split up the Street Profits, Angela Dawkins is going the, the wayside of Marty Jannetty. Like, no doubt about it. But, like, I think when you have teams like Authors of Pain and the Viking Raiders, like these big dudes that are, aren't, winning championships or dominating the tag team scene it, it just doesn't make any sense and you can say the same thing with AEW when you have a team like the Butcher and the Blade who have lost more matches than they've won since they've debuted and they've kind of been looking like a joke um, I mean they still put on good matches but it's not they're not anywhere near like title contention which which is crazy but instead we take Kenny Omega and Adam Page, and you make them the tag team champions. And they get like a random ass title shot for some apparent reason. But ah, whatever. Their AEW's tag division is better than WWE's to begin with, but none of them compare to New Japan or Ring of Honors. Yep. Ugh. But with the recent push on the women's tag team titles, like I really don't see that going past like the next maybe two, three months. I mean, if that. 
I mean, to be honest, though, like, to me, like, they kind of like more tag teams within the women's division because, like, everyone it's kind of single competitors and single competitors, you know, like, there's no one that actually gets matches and I actually had to get a tag team matches with another team. Carl, you're cutting in and out. What did we tell you about that fucking robot, Carl? Put her away. Back in her box. I thought it was the Bluetooth, but I'm guessing it's just the app that looks up every once in a while. Uh, Could be. (laughs) Uh, Basically, you're saying like they don't really develop their tag teams. Yeah, what I'm saying is, is like all the all the women's wrestlers in WWE kind of you think of them as single wrestlers. There's none like that you would think like, oh, that's a great tag team. You get what I'm saying? Like they don't wrestle as tag teams yeah. that often. But the ones that you do have together that have been that are generally paired together, like um, uh, Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke, who haven't been seen on NXT since Shayna Baszler moved up to Raw. Like they'd be pretty solid contenders for the tag team titles. Um, Dakota Kai and um, Raquel Gonzalez recently. There's no reason why we can't give them a tag title shot. Like they're not, I don't think they're utilizing the NXT talent as much as, as they should be. This is the second time next week will be the second time that the NXT tag or the women's tag titles have been defended against an NXT team. Like they, they're not really utilized. Like I said, they're not utilizing the NXT roster as much as they should with the uh, the tag team titles. Yep. All right. So that's that's pretty much the news. Uh, pretty slow news week this week. Um, we're going to take a brief break, and we'll be back with our get in the ring segment. We're going to run down some in your house. And the rest of the uh, the weekly happenings, and we'll uh, give you our backlash preview with our predictions and all that fun stuff. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Let's get in the ring, fellas. Let's start with a 
in your house. Which was another phenomenal NXT event. As they always do. Yes. I gotta say, first off, I was uh, very excited to see the actual house set up. (laughs) I was super psyched about that. I was kind of, I was really hoping they were going to do that and not just have like some, just the logo on the video screen behind them. So that was cool. Uh, Todd Pentengale being back was awesome. Uh And um, William Regal doing those old school um, Lord Alfred Hayes, like uh, uh, video promos was pretty cool too. So I love the uh, the full like the old school feel of the event, and you know with all the uh, the newer talent being showcased on there, which was I think it was perfect for me. Yeah. Oh man! So we started off the show with a six woman tag match with Shotzi Blackheart, Mia Yim, and Tegan Knox taking on the team of Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez. Um, we ended up seeing Mia Yim and Candice battling to the back. And um, Shotzi and Tegan Knox left out there with Kai and Gonzalez, and uh, Shotzi and Knox picked up the win. Yeah, I skipped that. Can I say one thing? Can I say one thing? Um, This is for WWE, NXT, AW, NWA, whoever wants to listen to this. I don't care if I see another fucking dive to the outside of the ring. Like, that's the only thing, like, that gets on my nerves, especially with this match. It's like, oh, there's like four competitors outside the ring. Oh, what's going to happen next? I wonder. Oh, a dive. I'm tired of it. It's kind of <laughs> like overplayed. The most overplayed move in wrestling right now. And honestly, that goes back to what we talked about last week with the, the art of storytelling. Like, it's. Like with um, what Eli Drake was saying was, you know, when he said, like, you know, do the dives, but, you know, kind of save them for bigger spots or bigger events. Don't do them all the time. And that's, you know, what's that's who he's saying, like, him personally is like, he can do it. He just saves it for bigger, bigger events. And I think that's what a lot of these guys need to, need to do. But a lot of it's their style. Like the Young Bucks are, are dive machines. And so are, you know, Shotzi Blackheart and like some of these other guys. Other um, superstars or wrestlers, and but. yeah, no, and this is this seems like um, this seems more like a stage stunt now than it does like an actual like nobody nobody ever falls in it like that good anymore. It's just like oh, they're all just walking over there to stand next to each other because a dive is about to happen. You know what I mean? It's not like a like a wrestling move or close with yeah. a match at all. Whatever. I mean. Like I said, the very we can always have a a, a Montez Ford accident. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, like if they're if they're gonna be standing out there waiting for them, they could at least like pretend to like be hitting each other or something, like or you know make it look like they're they're still brawling outside the ring. You know they could be like like keeping an eye on the person on the rope. And, like, when they're coming down, they can get into position, but they could still be, like, standing there, like, you know, trying to brawl with each other before the dive actually happens. And I think that's what it is. Like, they're, they're more worried about getting in position to catch the person than they are actually, they're, like, losing the showmanship part of it is what, what I think. 
It's like the same thing, like when they're getting up in the ring and like someone's like climbing the ropes and the person's like just is like standing up and it's just too much. And they're just standing there waiting for them to jump at them. Oh. Yeah. So next match we had, we had uh, Finn Balor take on Damian Priest, which was a pretty, really great match. And that, like we said, was probably going to be one of the better matches of the show, which it was. Um, Ballard was my favorite. Was your favorite? That was my favorite too. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm pretty. I'm toss up between that one and um, the women's championship triple threat match. Oh yeah, that was pretty good too. Oh. But uh, yeah, it was a really good matchup. Um, then we had Keith Lee retain over Johnny Gargano. You know, which only match I got wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, can we go back to the last match, Chris? You, we forgot yeah. to talk about the uh, Razor's Edge. Oh yeah, yeah, the Razor's Edge on the um, the apron. Yeah, you think they did that like just out of spite to WWE? <laughs> I, I I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, because like you're telling me, can't do the buckle bomb anymore. I mean, I don't think did, no one in that match actually does the buckle bomb though. Yeah. I'm just saying that, like, to me, that's that has to be way more risky than the buckle bomb. Like, yeah. the apron of the ring is, like, the hardest part of the ring. Like, that is a bump, especially, like, getting thrown, like, on your back like that. Yeah, it's pretty pretty bad. Yeah. But, like, I mean, if we go back to um, our discussion last week about the buckle bomb, I think it's more the person that's doing the move than it is the move itself. I mean, Balor, Balor pretty much stated when he got injured taking the, the buckle bomb from Rollins, he put his hand in the wrong spot. Like, he didn't brace himself correctly. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not sure what happened with Sting because Sting pretty much got injured the same way with the buckle bomb. But Nia Jax just fumbling Kyrie Sane into the corner with that buckle bomb was just – was Nia Jax being sloppy and – you know, just terrible. Oh, mm-hmm. and I, I really think it's the talent that's doing it, and not the, not the move itself. Because any move, like we said, could be can end up being dangerous or getting injured. It's just the talent that's doing it. I I just know <laughs> when I seen that move, it hurt. It hurt in my back. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, the bruising alone, just from looking at it. <laughs> Yeah, so oh yeah, that was pretty brutal though. And then when they teased the Razor's Edge onto the still steps, I'm like, man, if Finn Balor does this, like, oh my gosh, dude, like, give him a, a, the championship right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just vacate it and give it to him. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> all right. So then we, like I said, we went to that. We went to uh, Keith Lee um, retaining over. Johnny Gargano, um, which is a pretty good match. Uh, I mean, it's what you'd expect from the two of them. Ended up being the longest match good. on the card outside of the triple threat match, but it was still pretty good. So, so I was talking to Carl about it, and he said he didn't like it as much as I did. But I liked the the whole, like, Gargano was trying to, like, escape. And he was trying to go through the door, but the door was locked like he was inside the house. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, you gotta you gotta throw some corny stuff in there every now and then. Yeah, 
Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the corny stuff, but yeah. That's why Carl was not a fan of Orange Cassidy. Hate Orange Cassidy. <laughs> oh man. So we go from that. We got um Karrion Cross. Oh nope, sorry, I skipped the match. <laughs> Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream um in the backlot brawl. Um I I don't think the cinematic match, the cinematic thing worked for this match as well as other ones, knowing how good that the two of these guys are in a straight-up wrestling match. Like, how much more that type of match would have benefited them than having this backlot brawl. I didn't honestly like it that much. It was, it was the. <laughs> It was decent to me. It was decent. Like I, I appreciate it. They didn't like go over the top with uh, like the theatrics or uh, had like too many comedy spots in it. You know. Yeah. Uh, it was decent. It was decent. I mean, it wasn't the main event or nothing. It was a mid card match. Um, a lot better than the um, uh, Ken Shenrock. Um, was it Ken Shenrock? Steve Blackman that had the uh, Lion Dens match. <laughs> <laughs> Not the lines, and the one where it was like in the like in like in the garage. It was like in the oh, garage you're talking about like the um, Ken Shamrock Owen Hart in the dungeon. No, 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 no. I I seen that one. That you're talking about the the lines. That I'm talking about the one where it's like they have the cars parked around, and like all the wrestlers were outside the cars, like beating on the hoods and stuff. I don't remember that one. I know they did it with um. It was on. With, it was a Undertaker and John Cena. They did like a parking lot brawl or something like that between the two of them, or it's Undertaker and Guerrero, or Cena and Guerrero, with someone. But I don't. Now this one, this one was like, because I remember like uh, Jr. being like, "Yeah, this is how wrestlers like sell their differences if they was at a bar or there or something." It was just like, but it was just like a bunch of cars parked around like a circle. Huh. It was like in like a parking lot, like not a parking lot, but like a parking garage. And then it was like I think it was Blackman and Ken Shamrock. We'll have to look it up later and see what it was. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh throw it in the old it was a lot uh, better than that. <laughs> throw it in the old Google machine here. I'm working on it. I got the Lions Den match. I want to say it was like, um, like like at a backlash or something. Yeah, I got fully loaded the Lions Den match. There was a uh, well, Iron Circle match is what they call it. Oh, that's probably what it is in Iron Circle. That's the one where yeah, and it and it's like uh, the cars. Because they're parked in a circle, the cars are. Yeah. Yeah, I just I got the video loaded. Is that now. Steve Blackman? Yeah, I got Ken Shamrock versus Steve Blackman, Iron Circle match. Let's take a look. Let's see. Yep, Iron Circle match. Yeah, it was a lot better than that. <laughs> Fully loaded, nineteen ninety nine. That, that shows how great that match was because I don't even remember it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. 
Yeah, I mean, it was good. Like, I just think they would have been more, they would have benefited more from having just a straight up wrestling match instead of uh, going that route, going the cinematic route with that one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would rather just seen like a singles match between, you know, two champions. Yeah. All right. So, what else we have? Uh, Karrion Cross um, defeating Tommaso Ciampa. And a, a pretty much brutal, just beat down match, which is pretty good. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't like that one. It's just like, eh, it was too one sided. I, I think that's what they wanted. I think they're trying to, they're trying to build Cross up as the next, the next monster of NXT, pretty much. Yeah, but I mean, to me, like, if you're gonna have a squash match, like, it shouldn't be on your pay per view. It should be like. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, all his matches have been squash matches. <laughs> but to have him, like, you know, just pretty much just dominate Tommaso Ciampa, so that's one thing. But um, there's also rumors of Ciampa going to uh, the main roster now, too. So that would be the reason for the, uh, the beatdown on that one. <sighs> but it was decent. Um, like I said, it wasn't one of the better matches. It wasn't the best match. It wasn't the worst. Um, I really, honestly, I don't think there was a terrible match on this card to begin with. But, um, yeah, there was nothing that was terrible. Uh, I would say like the opening match was probably like my least favorite, and then maybe this was my second least favorite. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree on that one. But uh, pretty much the uh, the show stealer here, Io Shirai, Rhea Ripley, and Charlotte for the NXT Women's Championship. With my girl EO picking up oh, the win. Wait, wait a minute. How is she your girl? I picked her to fucking win. I know you did. I picked Charlotte to retain, which was the generally the end all be all, but Consensus. but I am a big EO Shirai fan, so <laughs> <laughs> But that was a really good match. It was. I mean, there, there are some well-placed dives in this match, I will say, with um, EO off the uh, the house. But it was it was it was it was natural, like yeah. you know what I'm saying, like it wasn't like you didn't know it was about to happen. You're like, you're like oh yeah, she's getting ready to jump off the house. It was a surprise. <laughs> it's like oh shit, EO's on the house. Oh shit, EO jumped. That was great. Like I really was not expecting EO to pick up the win. In that matchup, and then they just came out of left field with that one. But uh, but Garrett yeah. saw it coming, of course. I did. <laughs> I went the uh, the predictable route of the uh, Charlotte, so. <laughs> yeah. I definitely because she owns like so much. I thought that like they were going to try to toss her like another of the title, like, like at least like one more title, and like at SummerSlam. Yeah, and then I thought like at WrestleMania that's gonna let her win all three. That's why I was predicting. They might as well just give her all of them. Charlotte can hold the tag team titles by herself too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so uh, speaking of tag team titles, well, actually, we'll do um general thoughts of in your house before we jump into SmackDown from last week. Um, what did you guys think overall? I mean, it was wasn't their best pay-per-view? Wasn't their best overall pay-per-view? 
But I mean, it's what you expect from NXT. Base borderline good pay per view. But yeah, yeah definitely better than fucking uh, Money in the Bank. <laughs> I mean, it was it was solid. It was solid. Like, I mean, it was a salt card. The main event seemed like a main event, like it should have been a main event. You know what I mean? Um, there, I mean, there were a few dull moments, but I mean, it was good overall. All right, All right Carl got that out before he dropped off. <laughs> but yeah, it uh, was good. I. I enjoyed it. It was entertaining from start to finish. Though, like Carl was saying, the the women's title match felt like a main event caliber match, and it, it was. Um, you, you lost, it was. I was gonna say that band sucked. Yeah, that band was. Oh, terrible. that band was terrible oh, <laughs> at God. the beginning. I skipped straight <laughs> through it. I was like, oh, "This is terrible." Well, they kept playing their song. Like Code Orange. I'm like, oh, my Code God. Orange was their name. <laughs> Total garbage. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. All right. Let's jump into SmackDown uh, from last Friday. Uh, only thing notable was Bailey and Sasha winning the uh, the women's tag team titles from uh, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. You don't want to talk about uh, Braun Strowman flipping over a van with uh, uh, Miz and Morrison in it? No, I really don't give a shit about the Braun Strowman, Miz Morrison angle because they have nothing else for Strowman to do. He's so big. Can't nobody beat him. He could beat two guys at once. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Well, I was going to say, yeah, maybe two because remember, three is a little too much for him. <laughs> oh, it was just, I don't know. A lot of SmackDown was a waste. Like, the only. Like anything with Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak, um, is probably like the highlights of SmackDown. I mean, which is probably the reason why they moved AJ Styles over there anyway, was just to kind of help beef it up a little bit more. But I will say I'm looking forward to Styles and um the Bryan for the Intercontinental title. Well, that's pretty much. Well, I thought it was at Backlash, it. but it's not. It's at it's on it's on Friday. Yeah. Yep, I thought it was on Backlash too, but it's, it's not listed on here. Instead, they added a women's tag team triple threat match. Yep. Oh, so I just added it on Monday. Yep. Oh, but uh, yeah, like I said, that was the only thing notable from SmackDown was uh, was Sasha and Bailey winning the tag titles. So you can call Bailey Bailey Dose Belts. <laughs> I would not. McCall can. She is your role model. Thank <laughs> Don't have a barbecue within ten feet of her. She might call the cops. And definitely don't go bird watching. She will call the cops. Karen. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Monday Night Raw. Really, not a whole lot on there either. Uh, we had some more build Rollins and Mysterio, uh, which I don't even think is happening at Backlash. I thought he was. I thought it was going to be something with Dominic. They're they it's Dominic and Mysterio are going to be on Raw Monday, the Monday after Backlash. <laughs> so there's nothing going on Backlash between Mysterio and Rollins. Interesting. 
And she fight for custody. Yeah. why not why not rehash that storyline well the funny thing is is i read that i guess the storyline is going to be like dominic like maybe joining rollins that would be interesting because um when he was on i think like the bump or something they were talking to him and he was saying how um how that dominic is just confused and doesn't and just needs somebody that can guide him. Um, so, something like that. And uh, yeah. kind of like making it seem like Rollins is there to guide him, to set him on the right path. So I think that would be kind of interesting if they did that. That would be. I think, too, I mean, they gotta... it would help pair him with... I mean, granted, like, if he was paired with Ray, it would be fine. But, like, having him paired with Rollins, I think, would kind of get him a little bit better into it if that makes sense yeah i think having him with someone like rollins is more charismatic on the mic than mysterio has could ever possibly be in his entire career yeah and i think having if they were to do that and then pairing dominic up with rollins in that aspect i think would help dominic overall yeah um especially when it comes to like mic skills but, I mean, in-ring talent, like, who better to learn from than your freaking dad, Ray Mysterio? Correct. So, I mean, that's that's one big thing there. And then, you know, even learning from Rollins. Like, Rollins isn't a slouch in the ring either. Exactly. So, but, um, but yeah, so we had the Rollins-Mysterio build up. It's more for that. Uh, probably my favorite segment of the show, not because I'm a huge fan of Christian and the Peep Show, but the Peep Show was uh, probably some of the best mic work that I've seen in months on Monday Night Raw. Just the the whole, like, anytime you have Edge and Christian in the ring, like, you know that dynamic's going to be there to begin with. And just that whole promo from Christian was just, was amazing. Would you say it's and the best very ever? well done. <laughs> I would say it's the best ever. <laughs> <laughs> it was the greatest, the greatest Christian promo ever. <laughs> Outside of him asking for one more match, outside of yeah, it, it was even better than that. So. <laughs> just, just like just want further drives one more match. It just further drives home the point that Christian should be inducted into the Hall of Fame, and to why he is not yet just completely boggles my mind. But, you know, we got to put in the Bella Twins before we put in, you know, someone with actual talent like Christian. I think they're so mad because he went to TNA back in the height of his career. Yeah, probably. You know, Vince is, Vince carries grudges. <sighs> uh, so we had that, and then we had um, Charlotte taking on Asuka which stemmed from a tag team match earlier in the night uh, with Charlotte and Asuka winning, and then was Charlotte attacked Asuka, which led to the match later in the night. Um, eh, I mean, that's what you would expect from a shot um, with Charlotte and Asuka. Like, they both put on great matches. They put on great matches together. Then factor in the revolting blob of Nia Jax getting involved. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. Hopefully, Nia doesn't kill Asuka at Backlash. <laughs> but legit. So, 
like she almost killed Kyrie twice. Oh, yeah. So that's that's pretty much raw. Like I don't know. Like I really I haven't been paying attention to Raw when I watch it, and I don't watch SmackDown that often. It's just, I'm kind of bored with Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, I don't really watch much of either. I see like bits and pieces here and there, but that's about it. I tell you, when when a wrestling promo- promotion puts out a weekly product that has absolutely no wrestling in it and is 30 minutes long and is more entertaining than five hours of WWE programming, you got to go with that. And what are we talking and about? Take that We're trip. talking about Carney you Land. You got to take it that. You got to take that trip to Carney Land. If you're not doing it, like you need to go visit. And you need to go vote. You got to vote for Eli Drake. Zicky Dice. Dice. Fuck Zicky Dice. Dice. Zicky Dice, mayor of Carney. I Land. mean, I was hoping it was his fanny pack that was I was voting for, not Zicky Dice. <laughs> but. I well, the got... fanny pack comes with the man. Yeah, but see, I don't want the man. I just want the fanny. <laughs> you want to rephrase that? No, I said it like that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I said it like that on purpose. <sighs> oh man, that's that's the highlight for this week. That's the promo highlight right there. <laughs> I don't want the man. I want the fanny. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where are we at? 56 minutes and 50 seconds. Mark, audio mark. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> oh, man. That was awesome. Uh, so they opened up the show with another like amazing promo from Eddie Kingston uh, talking about everything that's been going on the last couple weeks and like. Eddie Kingston is gold. Like I've I've said it before. Like you put a mic in this man's hand and he is gold. Like it's just printing money. Like Eddie Kingston's awesome. Yeah, I like Eddie. You know, Kingston. I kind of wish I wish I was exposed to King's Eddie Kingston earlier than what I have been. Like to see like anything like some of his prior work and stuff. But I know he was involved in Impact with like LAX and stuff like that, but I mean, I wish I could have saw some of his other work before before all that stuff. So. Yeah, I saw him in TNA. I don't know about like beforehand. So I know he was um paired up with LAX at one point and then split from the new LAX and then came back with Homicide and Hernandez and feuded like the two LAXs were feuding, so so it was like Conan's new LAX with like the uh, Kingston had the um, the LAX OGs, the Homicide and Hernandez, or it might have been the other way around, but yeah. Oh, but pretty much the entire Carney Land was um, candidate videos for the wrestlers running for mayor of Carney Land. And in all honesty, the best one outside of Zicky Dice was. Um, Oh. oh, what's his name? Isaac Royce. No, not Royce. Yeah, Royce Isaac. Yeah. Royce Isaac, yeah. yes. <laughs> was Come on and down, y'all, and vote for Royce Isaac. <laughs> I was fucking dying. 
Oh, man, I love Carnyland. Such a great show. You know what I was really hoping for? I was hoping that the question mark was going to run, and so was Josephus. Because that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> he wins twice. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that, was, that was good. I'm, I'm enjoying the Carnyland episodes. Um, the other stuff NWA's putting out. I really haven't got a chance to watch a lot of it because it's like a lot of this stuff is like an hour, hour and a half long. And, you know, having three kids constantly, you know, trying to get you to do stuff and things like that and, you know, other stuff going on. It's, it's hard to sit and watch like all this wrestling and all this wrestling related content. Like the amount that I do watch to, for this podcast is amazing in its own right that I actually get to sit down and watch this stuff. But, um, but yeah, so check out Carney Land. Check out the NWA stuff if you're not already. Uh, the Eli Drake show was great. Inside NWA gives you a lot of um, uh, behind-the-scenes stuff and things like that. And, um, what's causing all this is pretty good as well. Girl Power is pretty solid. Like Everything's solid that NWA has been putting out on their YouTube channel. And it's all free. So definitely, it's an incentive right there to go check it out. Uh, let's jump into NXT. Run down uh, the fallout from In Your House, which really wasn't a whole lot um, going on there. Uh, there's a pretty solid promo from Brizongo talking about um, their tag title match with Emporium. Imperium. Emporium. You said it right. Emporium. Okay. Oh, uh, having crack it up. You didn't hear Tyler Breeze? Oh, I'm probably heard him, but I was. Yeah, no, he called him. Um... He called him Emporium. That's he's great. Like, yeah. He called him Emporium, and he's like, "No, you're thinking of like whatever Emporium." He's like, "No, the, the NXT Tag Team Champions, Emporium." <laughs> he's like, "It's Imperium." <laughs> he's like, "No, Emporium." <laughs> That's what I said. Oh man, I can't remember what names they called him either, but those. Freaking hilarious! <laughs> but um, I'm looking forward to to that matchup, the two of them, those two teams. So be really great. Rizongo's been on a, a roll, um, a little bit more serious role since they've come back. Um, Which is good. Pretty psyched about that. Uh, let's see, we saw Finn Balor take on Cameron Grimes after uh, Grimes had gotten beat up by. <laughs> Uh, Damian Priest for calling him a loser. (laughs) (laughs) That was a pretty solid matchup. And then main event, Adam Cole taking on Dexter Loomis. That match was a great match as well. Yes. The thing that was cracking me up at the beginning of the show when he had the the Undisputed Era promo and Loomis was just in the crowd and Roddy was the only one. He's right there! He's there! Roddy, he's not there. What, what are you? What are you doing? Come, Roddy. What are you? Come on. <laughs> uh, then the locker room. Oh, that was great. With the sketch, he's like, he was in our locker room. He was in here. <laughs> then he's like staring at him through that that door, that little glass in the door. <laughs> oh man, oh, that was awesome. Dexter Loomis's character is just <laughs> so freaking freaking awesome. amazing. Dude is like psychopath, like 101 right there. <laughs> but uh, 
was a pretty pretty solid show for NXT. I was gonna say too that that Scarlet. A, I just want to say that Scarlet Bardot thing right at the end was really awesome to like set up. Yes, him and Carrion. Yep, I I quite yeah, enjoyed I that. Too. Which I think I think Cross is gonna be the one that ends up taking the title that, off of that makes uh, sense. Off of Cole. that makes sense. As much as I'd rather see Finn do it and then set up the the feud between Finn and Velveteen, but I can see I can see Cross taking the title off of Cole. All right, so that's NXT, and then uh, let's uh, round out the weekly shows before we get into our backlash preview with AEW. Uh, we saw the in-ring debut of FTR against the Butcher and the Blade, which was a amazing matchup. Um, cool little nods. You had um, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard, of course, the Brain Busters sitting at ringside. Uh, the funny thing with that is you saw Sean Spears was sitting like four rows behind Tully, and he was just staring at Tully the entire yeah, time. Yeah, and they like mentioned it too. Like, all he was doing is staring right through yeah. him. So, I mean, it was pretty cool. It was a great match. Hard-hitting matchup. Like, everything tag team wrestling should be like was in that match. It was just, it was great. So, um, of course they renamed the, uh, the shatter machine to the good night express. Uh, of course taking play off of the midnight express, rock and roll express, Oriental express, the Lex express, the Lex express. (laughs) 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 Oh man, so that was cool that they they played that, um, using that play on words there for their tag team finisher. Uh, then of course we had the Bucks come out, and then Butcher and the Blade jumped the Bucks, and then uh, Super Bad Death Squad jumped the ring, brawl there, and then of course Hangman and Omega came out and pretty much helped clear out the ring, and then the six of them were just kind of staring at each other. Uh, let's see. Colt Cabana took on uh, Sammy Guevara. Uh, Sammy ended. Uh, Sammy ended up picking up the win on that one. Um, then we saw the Dark Order come out with the return of uh, Evil Uno and the other guy. About time. I, know, I can't remember what the other. Stu Grayson. Grayson. Yep, Stu Grayson. Right. So we actually saw them come out. Um, the Dark Order is huge. Yeah. Like I didn't. Realize that there is that many people in the Dark Order. There's quite a few people. Yeah. Like, and it's not just min like they're little minion guys. It's actually wrestlers. I'm sure. Like how when they when we first saw the Dark Order, it was like all those little creeper guys running yep. around. Now they've actually like started building this, building them as something. Like they're kind of, it's kind of amazing as what they've done with it. But you see, well, um, Birdie- like. They just sign people and like, oh, yep, they're in the dark order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, but to see Brody Lee come out and uh, extend his hand and help Cabana up after the match when they had um, talked to Colt last week about joining the dark order after his loss to Jericho. Um, then later on, we saw Colt go into Brody Lee's dressing room. So That's for a hand tab. <laughs> <laughs> And Brody Lee wanted some boom boom. <laughs> boom boom. <laughs> Coke Cabana. 
<laughs> oh man, but could we see Boom Boom Colt Cabana joining the Dark Order? Maybe. I'm not a big fan of Boom Boom Colt Cabana, so I don't care if he joins or not. Okay. <laughs> I think it would be put him on interesting. A, put him on AEW Dark, okay? <laughs> Have him burst somebody on the AEW dark. Get him off the uh, That's pretty much what he does anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Get him off of Dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, of course, we also had Jericho on commentary all majority of the night, too, which was great. He, he, um, somebody had he, a... You want to uh, know my favorite part about Jericho on commentary? It has nothing to do... How many times he says it, ass? Well, besides that. He calls JR out on all his bullshit. That's what I like. Like, JR will say something stupid, and Jericho will say something like, oh, like yeah. What the fuck are you saying, JR? It's basically what he says to him. I like, love uh, it. Like when he says, when he said the butcher played bass for every time I yeah. die. I fucking love it. Yeah, JR was saying like stupid shit, and Jericho would call him out on his fucking shit. I loved it. Oh, man. <laughs> Jericho on commentary was pretty great. Now, of course, he was on commentary up until um, the inner circle had lost to the best friends. Then they literally beat down Orange Cassidy with a bag of oranges. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so uh, freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy got beat down by some freshly squeezed oranges. Terrible. So retarded. Yeah. Oh, terrible. Oh, uh, let's see what else. The TNT title match was actually really great. Match of the night right there. So um, Cody, of course, defended against Mark Quinn from Private Party. That was a hell of a matchup. Um, of course, after the match, we saw uh, Jake Hager come out and go right after Arn. Like, we started choking Arn in the corner, and Cody, then Cody and Jake started brawling. Then the inner circle came out. And then uh, Matt Hardy and Private Party came back out to help uh, fend off the inner circle. Uh, but uh, speaking of Matt Hardy, we can bounce back to him and uh, his interaction with Sammy Guevara after that match. Yeah. The uh, multifarious, the multifarious. Matt Hardy. I was like, every time Sammy said a trigger word, like broken or facts, Matt like had a personality. Matt facts. <laughs> <laughs> Matt was not trying to kill you. Matt just really likes to see you sprint. <laughs> oh man, <sighs> I thought it was funny. Is Shannon is Shannon Moore still around? Shannon Moore is still around. Um, actually, I just was looking that up not that long ago to see if he was still actively wrestling, and I found a match on mm-hmm. YouTube from, um, I think it was like March, like right before the whole like quarantine thing started. So mm-hmm. from a uh, uh, promotion here in North, I think it was, uh, I think it was RWF, out of like mm-hmm. down here in North Carolina, so. So Shannon Moore is actually active on that uh, promotion. So. I'd like to see a uh, uh, Matt Hardy Shannon Moore reunion. Man, that'd be good. Oh, that'd be awesome. 
I'm all down for that. Or we could go one step, one step farther with that, and we can see a three count reunion. What's his name? Don't wrestle anymore, does he? Evan Courageous. Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't yeah, mean he can't show up. I think he ain't wrestled in a while. I want to say he's like a real estate agent or something. I have most of them are now. Or anyway. a DJ or something. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but yeah, that uh, the TNT title match was good. AEW, I think, like their shows aren't aren't bad. Like they're just like need to fill in some spots, like less dives and. Um, to me, they got too much goofy shit. Like get Orange Cassidy the fuck out of there, like. <laughs> I don't want to see nobody selling for anybody with their hands in their fucking pockets. <laughs> like, if it was me and they sent me out there to wrestle Orange Cassidy, I'd fucking break his nose. His <laughs> pocket out of this fucking break case, hey, you know, and like, peace, motherfucker, on this son of a bitch. <laughs> and let's oh, die. Man. And super kicks. Like, if they had this, like, do like a few less dives and a few less super kicks. That'd be all right. But yeah, I'm talking oh, about funny because Carl feels the way that Garrett feels. Carl feels the way about Orange Cassidy that Garrett feels about Zeke Dice. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> all right, so that's gonna. That's going to wrap up the weekly stuff. Let's get into our backlash preview. Rock and roll. Carl is off again. Um, as we will. So long it takes him to jump back on. But in the meantime, I don't know. I'm just kind of filled dead air. Ah, come on, girl. <laughs> There's Carl. I think AEW has it out for me. They heard me talking about him. <laughs> it's like, how dare you besmirch Orange Cassidy? Oh, right. Let's get into um, just saying before he dropped off, we get into the uh, backlash preview. So we'll run down the card and our predictions. Uh, let's start off with the match that was most recently added: the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship Triple Threat um, between Bailey and Sasha, the Iconics, and Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Uh, I personally don't see Bailey and Sasha losing the title since they just won them. Literally a week ago, so I'm going with uh with Bailey and Sasha on that one. Yeah, I mean that's who I think is going to win too. I'm just hoping uh, Alexa Bliss looks cute. Oh my god! <laughs> well, I'm gonna take the dark horse just because I want to. I'm hoping I know I'm gonna be wrong, but I don't really give a shit. And I'm gonna pick the Iconics. Oh, look at that. We are Garrett split and on Dark this Horses. Man. 
I mean, trust me, I would love to see the Iconics win too, just for you know that Peyton Royce um, entrance with the title with like the little hip shake. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so we are split down the middle on that one. Uh, next match, we got Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy. I'm, uh, I'm saying Jeff I'm Hardy. Say Jeff Hardy one. too, unless they like go back into like the storyline with him being like set up or drunk or something. I guess they're supposed to have a pretty big angle um, Friday night with this too. Very controversial angle, but who knows? Um, <sighs> Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy. Split on the first one, unanimous on the second one. All right, and we got the greatest wrestling match ever. Randy Orton versus... Two of my favorite wrestlers. I'm uh, I'm going to take an edge on this one. I'm also going to go Randy Orton. Oh, wow. All right. Okay, then we got the uh, Raw Women's Title Match uh, featuring the Revolting <laughs> Blob, Nia Jax, taking on Asuka. Hopefully, when uh, Asuka pinches her leg, Nia does get up. <laughs> oh, man, if you all get that reference, then <laughs> give yourself that Barry Horowitz pat on the back. <laughs> But um, I'm picking uh, Naya to retain on this one. Or not Naya, Asuka. Asuka to retain. Um, I'm going to have to go with... I'm going to take a shit during this match. <laughs> uh, I probably will too, but uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to say uh, Asuka retains. All right, so two for Asuka and one for taking a shit. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, let's see. We've got the WWE Universal title match. Uh, Braun Strowman versus The Miz and Morrison. Um, this will probably be the match where I go take a shit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Strowman's and while you're on the shitter, you'll be like, Miz and Morrison, hey, hey, ho, ho. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah Strowman retains. Yeah, I had—I don't know. I was hoping for more out of Braun Strowman, giving him the title, but I don't know. It's kind of been lackluster. But he'll retain. The match probably be stupid. Um. Yeah. Well, I think my one thing with this is I think I think they want to do like Strowman versus the Fiend, but I don't. Th- I think they want to push it as far to SummerSlam as possible because they want a fucking crowd to be there. So I think they're I trying mean, to push it. Yeah. It's they, they probably want to they want a crowd back when the Fiend wins a, wins a title off of Strowman, yeah. basically. So. so I think they're going to wait until SummerSlam before they do it. Yep, yep. Uh, let's see. We got WWE title match: Drew McIntyre versus my Bobby take, Lashley. Garrett. We already talked about this. Don't steal my take, man. Don't steal it. 
You're picking Drew Carl. McIntyre. Carl. We talked about this. <laughs> I was telling Garrett. Lana tries to interfere. Reba McIntyre gets it's on the apron. I was telling Garrett down. that I hope, actually hope Bobby Lashley wins the title <laughs> off of Drew McIntyre. And I said I agree with that statement. I, I love, I love yeah. uh, really? him and MVP. I, I, go I, really, I really hope Bobby wins. I really do. I'm I'm sticking with McIntyre just just because like it's McIntyre. Yeah, but but it's but wait, like, but I, it's I true. I know he's been on a better. If it was Reba, you know, we'd have a different story here. But it's true. Go <laughs> go with the MVP. I'm telling you, man, Bobby Lashley. Some kind of interference by MVP. Lashley wins the title. <laughs> I honestly, I can see Lana costing Lashley. Yeah, Lashley. that's true too. But come on, man, give it to Bobby. He needs it yeah. more than anybody right now. <laughs> oh man, I can see him and La- him and um MVP going for the tag titles at some point too. Yeah, which would be kind of interesting, but. I think as of right now, they're kind of they're short on main event talent, and Lashley's your your big heel right now on Raw. So with uh, Rollins being involved in that, or with uh, Rey Mysterio, so. but um, I'm still picking Drew to retain. So. But there's only one, two, three, only six matches on this card, so I'd imagine they'll probably add a couple yeah. more um, after Friday night going into. Saturday, like they did with uh, is uh, the, the Andrade Apollo Cruz match not on the pay per view? Um, I think it is actually, I think it is for Backlash, but it was the match card that I saw didn't have that listed on there. But in case that match is on there, I'm picking think- Apollo to Rick. <laughs> yeah, I think he, he just won it, he won't drop it that quick. I think if, he, if something does happen, it'll probably be like um, Garza costing Andrade in the match. Or no, it's um, yeah, it's a singles match. I can see Garza costing Andrade. In I can see that as well. Happening like that. So. All right, so that's our backlash preview slash predictions. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be back uh, to wrap up the show. Uh, we've got our points of articulation with some more new toy news this week a freaking amazing two weeks in a row with new toy news uh we got weekly trivia which i don't remember what last week's trivia question was the uh, main event on the first uh, in your house fantasy book oh yeah that's right and i did not do a trivia i question already got it week, so. we can come up with one on but, uh, i already oh, found okay. one you're good all right all right cool so we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back yeah i read about your Tennessee Jesus Power Cross 
Carl Crossland. <laughs> Sending love to you guys, alright? <laughs> All right, so let's get into one of my favorite segments, the points of articulation. These are dogs, and they're certainly not teddy bears. Now, the WCW Power Slam wrestlers, figures and rings sold separately. All right, so it has been confirmed, revealed, confirmed that with the Ultimate Edition Hulk Hogan. The second figure in that wave is going to be an ultimate edition fiend. With um <coughs> excuse me, with the Elite 77 fiend shipping now from Ringside Collectibles. Um there was we're gonna see an ultimate edition fiend. So hopefully this will come with the jacket. Um, of course, they'll probably end up with the ladder, the interchangeable not the ladder, the lantern and the interchangeable hands. Uh, maybe an alternate head. Who knows? But I am super excited. Um, I was going to get the Elite Fiend that's shipping from ringside now, but I think I'm going to hold off and get the get the Ultimate Edition Fiend instead. So hopefully we'll see some renders of that one pretty soon. Uh, for all of you WCW collectors out there, it was also announced and confirmed today by... Um, their action figures out of Delaware. Uh, Bret Hart versus Goldberg Elite 2-pack. Pretty psyched about that one. Add that to my uh, WCW. Weren't they tag team champions at one point? Yeah. Uh, Bret Goldberg? I don't think so. Not that I can remember, but I, re- I just remember that... Uh, that spear that Goldberg hit Brett with, and he had that like metal sheet underneath his uh, jersey. Yeah, they were champions. Third WCW tag team champions. Oh, they were. Yeah. All right. I was like, yeah, that was an old tag. Oh, maybe. That- well, I guess they're doing versus Goldberg instead of the tag team champion Goldberg. Oh, yep. Bret Hart Goldberg. Interesting stuff. Uh, December 9th, 1999. They uh, defeated the Harris <laughs> the brothers. The Harris brothers. Oh, shit. The Harris brothers. <laughs> Their uh, creative control was their tag name, the Harris brothers. <laughs> oh, man. That's pretty bad. Okay, but yeah, we're getting an elite two pack of uh, Bret Hart and Goldberg uh, from their WCW feud. Um, also confirmed by their action figures uh, is what we talked about last week: the Io Shirai Elite, Matt Riddle. Were also confirmed uh, through their order system, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, we're also getting a War Games playset, so that will come with two rings. The cage you go around both rings and like a bunch of other accessories really psyched about that I just don't know where I'm going to put it <laughs> oh and then the second uh, takeover fan poll for series 2 uh, features X-Pac uh, the three different ring attires are the 123 kid in the red and gold an X-Factor X-Pac which is the one that I'm pushing for and 
a WWE NWO version in the, the biker shorts Xbox. So I really want that X Factor one. God, I got a one, two, three kid. I got a six pack. I got an NWO X pack. I need got a DX X pack. I need an X Factor. That's right. And to round out the figure news, it looks like there is a Reckon Series style motorcycle coming out um, that was put up by Heroes Hideout out of Buffalo, New York. And they are talking uh, just an image of it. So it looks like it comes apart like the rest of the Reckon vehicles do. So pretty awesome. Awesome stuff coming from the uh, uh, figure figure end. So I'm kind of excited for a lot of this stuff. So that's going to wrap up points of articulation. Let's get into the, uh, the weekly trivia. All right. So Carl, what was, uh, what was last week's was, question? Who was in the uh, main event of In Your House 1? All right. So the main event... Ain't that what it was? In Your House. I think so. Yeah. It was either that or who was yeah. the first match. It was one of the two. Was it the first? It was a. Uh, it was the main event. It was the main okay. event. I don't remember the answer. So it was um, <laughs> um, Diesel versus Sid Vicious for the, for the yeah, WWF title. title. And nice. if I remember correctly, I think Diesel uh, retained the title. I think. Interesting. But, uh, yeah. I have this week's question. I do. Yeah, I think it's pretty easy. Um, and it is a backlash question. It it's is a backlash it's pretty, question. I think it's pretty easy. All right. All right. So, so my got? question is, who was Shawn Michaels' partner against Shane and Vince McMahon at Backlash 2006? <laughs> 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 um, pretty, it's pretty easy question. Pretty easy question. <laughs> I think really? it's a great question. Gonna, <laughs> find nope. something. Couldn't nope. find something harder. <laughs> because the problem is, is you fucking dweebs don't answer the questions anyway. So I'm giving you an easy one, easy chance to answer an easy question. That's all you need to know. <laughs> uh, why don't you throw them there too? What type of match oh, it yeah. was? Oh, yeah. You do that too. Because I'm sure you, yeah, yeah, guess that too. You get extra kudo points if you know that. Awesome. Um, and it's actually not as easy as you think it is because I think a lot of people are gonna uh, jump towards Triple H. But, yeah, uh, that is. I'm gonna tell you right now. Yeah, that is not Triple H. It is not Triple H. Oh, man. So, yeah, if you think you know the answer, you go ahead and email us at askrussellgeddon at gmail.com. Uh, go ahead and put in the subject line, episode 46 trivia, question, answer, 
And you can also post your answer on any social media post promoting this week's episode. Yeah. <sighs> oh man, I hope I hope to God somebody oh, gets this too. question right. <laughs> God willing, someone <laughs> will answer it. <laughs> you it sad. <laughs> someone will send us a thing in there, and it'll be like Marty Janetti. <laughs> was it was Triple H? Did you even listen to the podcast? <laughs> it was the hair twins. <laughs> oh, Ron and Don Harris. Wait, no, no, no. It was Ahmed Johnson. Oh, or some white powder. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, plunging pearls for white powder. <laughs> All right, so that is the trivia. Let's get into our fantasy bookings. We are month three, week two. Whew. I think I'm. I think I'm coming strong oh, this yeah. month. I was looking at the at your <laughs> bookings, and I was like, man, I hope Garrett has something good up his sleeve. <laughs> kind of. Sort of. Kind of. Kind of sort of. <laughs> All right. Sure. You want to go first? Okay. All right. So uh, <clears throat> my show starts off with uh, the newly acquired Marty Skrull, uh saying he is the new face on Smack- my show SmackDown. He isn't here to be second best to nobody. And he's going to win the chamber and be the new champ. So he starts off. With his match against Mustafa Ali, and he ends up beating him and winning the match. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fool. All right. So we kick off Raw with a promo. AJ Styles hits the ring, calls out Eli Drake after the events of last week. Drake walks out on the stage, and Styles tells him to get his ass in the ring and face him. Drake says he fights on his own terms. And challenges Styles to a match later on tonight. Styles accepts. Uh, go to a commercial, come back. We've got our first singles match of the night. Mr. Money in the Bank himself, the outlandish one, Zicky Dice, taking on Isaiah Swerve Scott. Um, Zicky picks up the win after hitting Scott with the Money in the Bank briefcase after distracting the ref by removing one of the top turnbuckles. Ooh. This is a tough one. Ooh. Um... I'm going to go with Garrett on this one, man. Solid match. All right. Uh, my second match is uh, <clears throat> Bianca Belair versus Lita. Uh, Lita hits a swanton on Belair for win. <clears throat> All right. So my next match, we have a tag team number one contender elimination four-way. FTR taking on the Good Brothers, um, Gallows and Anderson versus the Lucha Bros versus Myers and Cardona. Uh, Myers and Cardona are eliminated first after the newly named Good Night Express from the FTR. Uh, the Lucha Bros eliminated after the Boot of Doom from the Good Brothers. And the Good Brothers hit the Magic Killer on cash for the win. So the Good Brothers are the new number one contenders. 
for the Raw Tag Team Championship. I love uh, thongs, but I also love four ways more. So I'm going to go with Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. My, uh, my match three is uh, one Dolph Ziggler versus Drew Gabagulak. And Ziggler picks up the surprise win with a zigzag. All right. Uh, we got a, a video promo. Jay Lethal uh, will make his debut at Backlash, which is the next Raw pay-per-view. Um, we've got a singles match pitting Kushida against Cameron Grimes. Uh, Kushida locks in the hoverboard lock for the win. Uh, I'm going to go with Chris on this one again. All right. So uh have a promo with uh, Carl's favorite team. The Gorgeous Gods, uh, you know, they said they took the night off last week to recover, but they're back now. They're talking down all the tag teams until my new tag team of Shelton Benjamin and Moose come out saying they want a shot at the titles. And Benjamin tells Sammy G he's got a match with him tonight. And it's up next. So my match four is Sammy G versus Shelton Benjamin with Benjamin getting the win with a pay dirt. Did you get all that, Carl? Is that a lot for you? I got it. All right. Uh, I just remember a couple weeks ago when you couldn't remember what uh, Shelton Benjamin's finisher was. (laughs) The sad thing is I don't know half the finishers of half the people I have on my roster. I look them up all the time. I just don't tell you. Oh, man. All right. My next match is a women's singles match. Uh, Mia Yim taking on Hikaru Shida. Uh, Mia Yim picks up the win after hitting protection neck. Love uh, love me some women wrestling, but uh, Shelton Benjamin gets me rock hard. Um, we'll go get... <laughs> <laughs> All right. My match five. <clears throat> Is Becky Lynch versus Allison K with Allison K picking up the win? All right. <clears throat> I got a uh, next match singles match. Macho Me and Randy Savage. Yeah. Taking on Angel Garza. And uh, Savage picks up the win with an elbow drop from the top rope. Uh, I'm going to go with Chris on this one. Angel Garza and Randy Macho Man Savage. All right. That's like dream match material. Mm-hmm. Uh, my match six is the Street Profits <clears throat> versus the Young Bucks. Uh, the Bucks win with double super kicks on Dawkins. All right, so my next match is also a tag match. It's a women's tag team match with Ember Moon and Nikki Cross taking on the team of Molina and Mercedes Martinez. Um, Ember and Nikki pick up the win after Moon hits Martinez with the Eclipse. Hmm. Well, should Garrett well, uh, listen earlier when I was saying AEW had too many super kicks. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's 
find Amber Moon uh, <laughs> sexy, so I'm going to go with Chris on this one. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, my final match of the night is uh, a Elimination Chamber uh, qualifying match, if you will. Uh, and it is uh, one Roderick Strong versus one Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Oh. And uh, Ricky Steamboat picks up the win. Hmm. I think you got me on that one. Uh, my next match is the main event. AJ Styles taking on Eli Drake, which was set up earlier in the night. Uh, Styles wins via DQ after Drake lays him out with a chair shot. But we close the show at the Hardy compound. Matt Hardy still stained with his own blood. Shown pulling the fiend out of the trunk of his car and dragging him into Matt's training area. Matt lays the fiend in the middle of the ring, and as the show closes, with Matt yelling, I will delete you. Fade to black. I like the way that ended, but uh, I'm going to go with Garrett with the uh, Ricky <laughs> Dragon Steamboat getting the win. <laughs> All right. Well, it really didn't matter anyway because Chris won four to three. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I said keep score when I do that. <laughs> uh, don't worry, I do it for you. <laughs> oh, man. So, oh, Garrett, you got to win the next two. I know. Just to get a tie. Yeah, I know. I do got to get a tie. I really don't. I honestly, like, I, I just, I, I could care less about, like, like, if Carl changed, like, one of my superstars, regular superstars, I'd be okay with that. But, but, I mean, I guess the one thing I could say is I see him less likely to get rid of Steamboat for me and more likely to get rid of Lita, but, you know, whatever. We'll see. Maybe Carl wants me to have fucking like, Jerry the King Lawler that bad. <laughs> Jerry King Lawler is a good wrestler, dude. Yeah. Have you ever watched any of his matches? Um, very few. Yeah. Look up some of his matches, man. He's a hell of a wrestler. Sure. <laughs> Believe you. Oh, yeah. King was a great wrestler. Um, during it, like his primeness. I mean, it's like old Which, like, school. I think so when he, when he was in WWF. Man, like especially his his big thing, like with Andy Kaufman, was like some of, probably some of his best work. Um, but he's had some other killer matches out there too. But. Like even WWF, like his his feud with Bret Hart was pretty solid. Like there was a lot of solid in ring work for them as well. But... All right, so that is our fantasy booking. Uh, next week we'll do week three, and then of course we'll do our pay per view. Uh, of course, the winner uh, gets to swap out any one of their members on their roster, and the loser. Uh, Carl gets to replace one of their legends. Um, as we saw last month, I lost, so I lost my, uh, I lost Beth Phoenix, and I got replaced with uh, Miss Jackie. Well, at least I got someone as comparable. <laughs> so, 
Um, but yes, so that's going to wrap up another edition of the Wrestle Again podcast. Uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, um, be sure to also check out our friends at the Chick Foley Show, uh, the Run In Podcast, the Wrestling with Reality Podcast, and again, look for us on Wrestle Hub Network on YouTube. Lots of good stuff up there. Um, Chick Foley Show, Run In Podcast, Wrestling with Reality. Some of the great podcasts that you can fill some time with to listen to. They're all ones that I listen to on a regular basis as well. So definitely check them out. And I'll be honest with you. I uh, told gonna... Chris this. I actually listened to the Chick Foley show this week. I listened to most of the one episode this week. I actually really enjoy it. So you guys should watch it too. You guys should listen. It's great. I've been down. I've been down with Chick Foley since day one-ish. Since her first, first episode been listening to them that's what kind of um like listening to them and uh the major brothers podcast wrestling and the major wrestling figure podcast and then seeing like all the other wrestling podcasts out there i was like ah, i can probably do this so then involved from there and then you know i got you two guys on here with me every week so it's a lot of fun i enjoy yeah. it um so on that note we're gonna leave <laughs> Send for the money. <laughs> <laughs> Chris paid Man. me a lot, yo. <laughs> oh, good times. All right. So, like I said, that's going to wrap us up. I'm going to leave you. It's actually my pick this week for the theme of the week. And I'm going to leave you with the X Factor theme song. Damn. Yes. You know, it can't yes. be better than the one I had last week. <laughs> Have you not heard the X Factor theme? Oh, I'll listen to it afterwards. It's done by Uncle Oh, Crack. God. <laughs> yes. Yes. It was that one time that they said, Hey, Xbox, we're going to give you a faction that's going to have Test and Neilo Brown. <laughs> it's called X Factor. <laughs> oh, awesome. All right, y'all. Thank you all for listening. Um, be sure to follow us on social media uh, Twitter, Russell Getting Pod with 1D, Facebook, Facebook.com slash Russell Getting Pod. That's also with 1D. Instagram, WrestleGeddonPod 2Ds. You can email us at WrestleGeddon. Email us at AskWrestleGeddon at gmail.com. Any comments, questions, concerns, or if you would like to sponsor our show, you can do that as well. Um, looking at you, Bang Energy Drinks. We sink enough money into your product on a daily basis. And yeah, we can do some manscaping too. Whatever. whatever. We, can, we can roll with that. You're not a big man yes so if you have any sponsor inquiries you can go ahead and email us at askrustlegeddon.gmail.com again thank you all for listening and we will chat with you all next week episode 47 we'll come up on 52 pretty quick so one year oh yeah but uh yeah Yeah. so we'll talk to you guys next week Later, Mark. I need the offers off the table. You'll hear me coming.